Hey family, as you know, the aim of the Let's Grow podcast is to offer practical wisdom and spiritual advice for your personal growth. In addition to bringing you content through engaging conversations, I'm also going to share biblical preaching and teaching as a way for you to grow in your faith. I recently preached a message entitled Focus that dealt with the importance of believers remaining focused in their faith on the way to the fulfillment of God's promises in their life. When your faith is focused, you can dominate in life even when times are difficult. May this message transform your life as we grow together. Matthew 14, 22 through 32. Let my paper Bible people uh, get your Bibles if you can. And let's, and let's walk through this text. It says immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, I am here. That would preach itself. The presence of God should give you the confidence to know that your problem will not overtake you. He says, take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, when he saw, when he allowed his senses to begin to control how he responded to the situation, hear this, when he allowed his senses, the sense of sight, to begin to control how he responded to a situation, he was terrified and he began to sink. His senses led him to sink. Hallelujah. He said, save me, Lord. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why do you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Tonight, we're going to just kind of recap what we talked about on Sunday. And that is this. Focus. Focus. This whole month during this Faith It series, uh, we've been teaching this series with the purposes of challenging each of us to develop our faith, to walk by faith, to govern our lives by faith in a way that allows us to experience the life that God has called us to. We've been dealing with the concept of faithing it. The Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. The Bible tells us that those who are of God should be walking by what they believe and not what they see. So this month we've dealt with this concept because I believe life is telling us that we cannot trust nor can we be reliable on things that we've been accustomed to relying on in the past. Everything has changed. Come on, type this in the chat. You know it's true. Everything has changed. We are not going back to doing things the way uh, we used to do. But here's one thing that has not changed. God's word. Everything has changed. But the consistent factor, the thing that has remained the same is God and his word. Everything has changed but God. 
<laughs> God is not surprised. God is not confused. God is not scratching his head trying to figure out what's going to happen next. God is the same. Y'all know this. We won't need, need to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. He's the same when? Yesterday. Come on. There we go. Today, I hear you talking to your phone, and what? Forevermore. God has not changed. God has not changed. All those situations have changed. So if I were uh, just using some, some reasoning here, I would want to trust in what's unchangeable. I will want to trust in what has not changed or who has not changed. Corporations have changed. School systems have changed. The way we do church has changed. But the one we worship has remained the same. And how do I interact with? How do I fellowship with? How do I have connection with the one who has not changed? By faith. Everything we believe and everything we receive from God in this life comes through our faith in him. Everything. The motivation behind our spiritual movement has everything to do with the faith we have in the faithfulness of God to fulfill his word. And I'm preaching this on Sunday, God. We, we know that God is faithful. I'm preaching a message on Sunday called Remember the Time. Because I think a lot of believers right now are discouraged and disappointed and they feel like I don't know what God's going to do because they've forgotten what he's done in past times. But we'll wait until Sunday to get to that. Remember the time. Do you remember the time? Yeah. When God did what he said he was going to do. We'll, we'll, we'll wait to talk about that. But what, what, what I'm saying is this, is that God is faithful. And we trust the faithfulness of God. And this is a faith that must remain steadfast regardless of what we see. See, when we're faith in it, it means that I'm going to remain steadfast and believe in the word of God regardless of what I currently see. We have to have a faith that remains steadfast although things are declining around us. We have to have a faith that remains steadfast although we see disappointing situations taking place. We have to have faith that is steadfast even when everything we see happening is doubtful in nature. We have to have faith. Why? Second Corinthians 5, 7, it says that we live by believing, not by seeing. We don't live by our senses. We live by our sensitivity to the word of God and what God has said about us. Our conduct is controlled by our confidence in the word of God rather than by the complexity of the circumstances we see. We see a lot of complex issues taking place everywhere. We have mass shootings taking place. It's disheartening to see these kids' lives taken. It's complex. It's disheartening to see how our justice system is evolving around us. It's disheartening to see these things. But we don't allow the complexity of our circumstances to change or alter the conduct that we have in God's word. We have to trust it. We have to rely on it. And this is why I've been dealing with uh, this last week or so, the concept of focusing. Because when we lose confidence in the word of God, which I believe comes from a lack of consciousness or focus on what he said, it will begin to alter the course of our faith. I'm going to say this again. We know that God's word is true. We know that God's word is faithful. But when we begin to lose consciousness or our focus on what he said, we will begin to be, begin to retract more so our confidence in his word, and it will alter the course of our faith. This is what happens in our story with Peter. Peter loses his footing because he alters his focus. 
Peter went from standing still to doing the heel toe. <laughs> he, he lost, uh, y'all remember the heel toe back in the day? Yeah. Uh, he lost his footing because he altered his focus. And let me take it a little further tonight because I want to suggest that Peter's focus was lost in a process. Can somebody type that in the chat? Can you type process for me? Can you type process for me? Siobhan, don't come from my heel toe. Y'all know y'all was doing the heel toe. Even the save girls did the heel toe. We know y'all was holding this, but y'all was, uh, <laughs> right? The Peter, y'all gonna have me acting crazy. Peter lost his footing because he altered his focus. Doing a process. Can y'all type this? I want y'all to catch this tonight. This is the part that I begin to kind of think through. He lost his footing through process or through a process. The steps, walk with me, y'all, from the boat to Jesus, from the problem to the promise was a process. Let me help some of y'all tonight because many of us, uh, we're losing our footing in the process because none of us can really determine how long a process will be. I'm trying to help somebody tonight who's in a process, uh, who's in the middle of something. You've been asking yourself, how much longer will I be in this? How many more steps do I have to take before I reach what God declared over my life? Peter was in a process. And what is a process? It's a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. Peter was in a process. From the boat to Jesus, he faced a problem. Okay? He has God's presence with him. And he was given a promise that if he stepped out of the boat, he would make it to where Jesus was. However... During the process of moving from where he was, like many of us, during the process of moving from where we've been to where God has solicited us or drawn us to, many of us don't make it through the process because we lose focus. He began to give into the pressure of what was taking place around him. Let's kind of write this down, okay? Peter had a, I want y'all to write it in the chat, Peter had a what? He had a problem. Okay? Peter had a problem. If you're watching tonight, you may be dealing with some type of problem. All of us right now, I'm sure all of us are dealing with something. What is it? What are they dealing with? It's 3 o'clock in the morning, um, and they have this strong storm and wind. They are in the midst of a problem. If you're in the midst of any type of problem right now, just put a hand up in the chat, okay? Put your hand up in the chat. Put the uh, uh, the, 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 emo- the hand emoji or the thumbs up. Let Pastor Jay know, hey, I'm, in a, I'm dealing with something right now. All of us, I'm sure all of us are dealing with something. I got a car issue. I got a house issue. I got a job issue. I got something going on right now. If you're in any type of problem, let your boy know he's not. Thank you. I see somebody being honest tonight. I know some people like, you know, I'm in promise. Well, if you're in promise, I'm not going to hate on you. Pray for me on my way to promise. But some of us tonight are watching and we're watching dealing with the problem. Thank you, Miss Ivanya Peoples. Thank you, Miss Audrea Denise Walker. Thank you, Rhonda Dennis. Many of us, thank you, Brian West, we're dealing with a problem. It does not mean that we are a problem, but we are going through problems. Okay? Peter is going through a problem. Right? And he's trying to process himself from where he is to where Jesus is. Okay? He has a problem. But also he has the presence 
of Jesus. All right. Peter has a problem. He has presence. And we all know the importance of presence in a problem. If you, if you saw a Facebook Live that I did today, I was talking about how, 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 how God told Joshua that in leading the Israelites, which would be problematic, he says, I will never leave you. I will always be with you wherever you go. It's important to know that you have the presence of Jesus whenever you're in a problem. There are many things people look for when they are going through things. I look for presence. As long as Jesus is present, I'll be okay. A present problem with the presence of Jesus is surety that this problem will overtake me. Jesus showed up. How do we know that he had presence? He says, don't be afraid. I am here. He had a problem, but he also has presence. And that's a whole other message because sometimes we make the problem bigger than the presence. We'll be in church. We won't lift our hands. Why? Because the problem is on our mind. We'll be at home. We won't spend no time in devotion. Why? Because the problem is on our mind. When Jesus says, as long as I'm here, there's no problem greater than my presence. Oh, God, I know people want houses and cars, but listen, I'm like, David, don't take them, your spirit from me. As long as I have presence, I have everything I need to do to make it the promise. Even in the midst of a problem. Okay? He has a problem. Y'all with me? If you're with me, say yes in the chat. Let me know you're still here. Put some fire. As Darius Daniel say, put some fire in the chat. Something, right? Let me know you're still alive and well. Right? Here we go. He has a problem. He has presence. The presence of Jesus. Hoshanamansa. Glory to God. I was praying today. Me and my wife were praying together. And I said, God, just give us presence. We have some things before you right now, but give us presence. I can't always be reliable and trustworthy of people. But as long as I got your presence, that's enough. Give me your God. You can take a lot of things, but give me your presence. He had a problem, but he also had presence, right? In addition to presence, he had a promise. Okay. Take note of this. All right. Let me adjust my mic real quick. I was getting too happy. All right. He has promise. Problem I'm facing. Presence I have. Promise I'm after. Whoa, 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 whoa. Problem I'm facing. Presence I have. Promise I'm after. Uh, 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 uh. That's all I can give y'all tonight. I finished the CD, we're going to the studio, and knock it out for you. He had a problem. He had presence. Y'all don't, don't talk about me. <laughs> he had a problem. He had presence. He had a promise. Right? Too easy, right? I have a problem. Jesus shows up. Great. I have presence. What's the promise? He says, come. He says, I will validate who I am. Just come. Peter says, okay, do I have your word? He says, come. You got my word. I have a promise. Many of us, we, we, we have problems that we face. Latoya, don't laugh at me, girl. We have problems that we face, but we have the presence of God in the midst of our problem, and God promises us that his presence will bring us into promise. Peter had presence and promise to override problem, but here's what's, here is Peter, Peter's challenge. Process. Oh, my God. I have a problem. I have the presence. He gave me a promise. But what many of us are struggling with is staying focused during the 
process. That was the challenge. There are many people who have been discouraged because of the process. I'm, I'm talking to somebody. Y'all can act like I'm not saying, like I don't know what I'm talking about tonight. Some of y'all know. Pastor Jeff, it hasn't necessarily been the problem. I've dealt with something like this similar before. I know I have the presence of Jesus. I know I ain't praying like, like I used to, but I know he's there with me. I know there's a promise. We declare out of my mouth every day. Pastor Jeff, what I'm struggling with is the process. How long am I going to be in this journey? Because what happens is at the beginning, and not necessarily how long, at the beginning of the process, like Peter, he was walking, he was confident, like, oh, snap, walking and whatever like that. But further along, he realized I, had, I got some more steps before I make it to promise. I got some more steps before I make it to promise. And what he realized is that this is a process. And in the midst of process, the pressure of the problem. Remember I said that Sunday? Sometimes it's the persistence and the pressure. He's like, yo, I'm now giving my attention to this because it's starting to pressure on me. How many of us have been cycling through process and not progressing through process? Oh, that's good. Some of us are cycling through process. And not progressing because we only can press forward and progressively move ahead by faith. I wonder how many of us are cycling through what we should be processing through, progressing through, because we begin to focus on the pressure. I ain't never had to carry pressure like this. I've never had to deal with pain like this. I've never been accustomed to having to travel. Now, Pastor Jeff, a few years ago. When I could move about and do what I needed to do, it was easier. But we're in a pandemic. Things have been restricted. Things have been confined. The process is more weighty now. And because of the pressure of the process, we have allowed it to change our perspective because we're no longer focused on promise. The process and the longevity and the tenure of the process has took us back to focusing on problems. Jesus is present, but you're focused on the problem. Jesus wants to help you, but you're focused on the problem. Jesus wants to bring you out. His word has not changed. Now, I told you before, other things have not changed. But instead of focusing on the unchangeable one, we're focused on everything else that has changed, and we no longer have faith. I don't make the kind of money I used to make. You're focused on the change. Things are not working how they used to work for me. You're focused on the changed. But the only way you make it through process is by remaining focused on promise. I wonder how many of us could start seeing progression in our life again, progression in our faith again, if we refocused on what God said before. I wonder how many of us would pick our dream up again that takes faith to walk on and begin to recite what he said to us because we now remind ourselves of the promise. Now, it doesn't mean the pressure is going to stop. I told y'all, while Peter was walking, the wind was still blowing, the waves were still roaring because it's not until verse 32 that it says the wind stopped. 
I can't promise you that the process and the pressure within the process is going to be easier. But what I can admonish you to do is to focus on the one who made the promise, regardless of the pressure. I believe before the year is out, if you get your focus together, you will see some fulfillment before you enter 2022. How many of y'all believe that before 2022 comes, hey, Kanamansho, hallelujah. Listen, so many people are ready to jump into 2022, but I still got some promises that I'm believing. It don't take God a long time. It don't take God a long time to move. It just takes us to believe that he still can. I'm not relinquishing. I'm not saying, oh, well, he promised it in 2021, but I haven't seen it. Y'all, God still has time. Can you type that in the chat? God still has time time. Peter still had a ways to go. And that means that God still had some time to continue to orchestrate his word. I'm not going to allow where I am to determine what God can do. Glory to God. God is not even moved by our calendars. We got to start restricting God uh, to our calendars uh, and realize uh, that heaven uh, is not constricted uh, to a calendar. God is well able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think. Can you just high-five somebody in the chat and say, we still got time. We still got time. God still has time. Y'all can rush into 2022. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a challenge. But I'm still in 2021. I have not lost hope. If the process for me goes up until December 31st before he manifests what I need, I'm going to hold on. But I refuse to let my pressure change my perspective. God, you still got time. Hallelujah. This is for the Whitaker household. God, you still got time. This is for my household. Put your household in the chat. This is for the Whitaker house. This is for the Stevens house. This is for, this is for my house. God, you still have time. I feel some pressure, but you still got time. I feel some pain, but I'm still declaring promise. I feel the weight of the assignment, but I'm not going to become worried. I feel the attack, but I'm not giving it my attention. God, you still have time. And as long as God has time attached to our faith, there's no limitation on what he can do in our life. If our faith is going to remain firm, hallelujah, that's, that's a word for somebody. God still has time. God still has time. That's, I, I feel that that's somebody. God still has some time. God still. <laughs> is there anybody watching this live tonight that says, I'm still in good time? Jay, you ever got somewhere and somebody say you're not let you still in good time? And uh, I believe that God is still in good timing. God, is there anything uh, too hard for God? Uh, I'm not gonna let the process uh, change my proclamation. Uh, I'm not gonna let the process uh, cause me to focus more on the problem uh, than on what God said. He still has to. I can shout off with that. <laughs> he still has time, y'all. I know I can't preach. I don't need Ricky and them this 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 morning. I'll be my own this afternoon. This night tonight. I'll be my own B3. I'll be my own sound. He still has time to bring me out. He still has time to open it. I'm in a process, but process just means I got a little more time. And as long as God has time, he's able to do. He's still able to do 
I'm in a process, but process just means I got a little more time to get from where I am, like Peter, to where Jesus has compelled me to come. I still got time, but I've got to keep my faith focused the whole time. If our faith is going to remain firm, we must be able to feel the pressure of the process, but not let it take our focus off of the promise. Oh, I feel it. Yeah, I feel it. I feel the pain. I feel I feel the discouragement trying to overtake me. I feel it, but I'm not going to focus on it. Oh, yes, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Oh, this thing is waiting, but I'm not going to let it cause me to worry. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. I've been feeling it for a few weeks, a few months. I've been feeling it, but I'm not going to change my focus. I believe what God says. And in the words of James, in James 1, 3 through 4, when troubles of any kind come your way, Consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. This process is growing me. This process is developing me. This process is maturing me. This process is making me grow up. I realized I needed to grow up in this area. I realized I needed to work on my faith in this area. I realized I didn't trust God like I thought, but I'm going to let it grow. For when my endurance is fully developed, I will be perfect and complete, uh, needing nothing. Uh, can I prophesy to you uh, that this thing is causing your faith to grow up and the faith that grows in you now uh, will be the faith you need to conquer in the future. Is there anybody uh, that says, I'm going to let this faith grow up? Uh, I'm going to go through the process. Uh, I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. Uh, I'm not going to let the waves and the winds of life uh, cause me to, to take my focus uh, off of God. I'm going to let it grow. I'm going to let my faith grow. I'm going to let my faith develop because I refuse to not make it into what God has compelled me to have. I refuse. I'm letting my faith grow. It's a process. And PJ, it's painful. And PJ, some days I don't understand. But I'm not going to allow the process And the time wherein I have to walk this process, I'm not going to cause it or more so let me be discouraged or pulled away because of how it feels. You got to focus, family. You got to focus. You got to focus. And if God's word is true, according to Galatians 6, 9, it says, let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. I got to keep confessing. I got to keep declaring. I got to keep standing out of my mouth. I got to keep worshiping. When I feel, when it feels like things are moving and when it feels like things are stagnant, I have to remain faithful to the word of God. I have a problem, but I also have his presence and I have a promise. And I'm not going to let the process cause me to make the problem greater than his presence, who he is, and his promise what he said. I'm going to focus. Family, I pray you are empowered to grow by this message. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to and share this content with those you do life with on a regular basis. And let's continue to grow together. Until next time, keep growing.